Welcome to another episode of the Psychocast. My name is Ronnie Toth, and I'm here with my co-host. Aloudin Hightower. Hi, everybody. And our producer, Yvette Lopez. Yvette Lopez. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Um, we are here with a woman who has been crushing it in many facets of cycling. She's been featured on Vice Sports, BBC News, Cycling Mag. Thanks to her dedication, her journey to become the very first African-American female road cyclist. Please welcome Aisha McGowan. Hello. She's known as Miss Quick Brown Fox. So just quick, let's see, Quick Brown Fox, is that the Instagram handle? No, it's actually I suppose, A-Y-E-S-U-P-P-O-S-E, mm-hmm. which is super confusing branding wise, but <laughs> I was me before I was that, so. Right, right, right. Get right. just a little closer in on the microphone if you a could. Closer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like trying to hold a wheel. The closer you get, the easier it is, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm a huge fan of yours, Aisha. Like we said earlier, I am really. How I discovered you was I discovered you like it's all me and shit. But of course, um, <laughs> of course. Thank, thank you. Yeah, no problem. We're we're putting you on the map here. How I like found just what you're doing was um, the the kits that you're selling, the quick brown fox uh, cycling jersey that you had, and I don't know. Um, I forget how I saw it. It was just floating through Facebook, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, oh, what is she doing? Oh shit! She's trying to become the first pro African American female like, and I'm thinking I never even really thought about the idea of like where are the the black ladies in like cycling. I never, you know, I go to these races, but I've never been like, oh, where are the black ladies at ever? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's <laughs> one of those things. After <laughs> after going to the race, that's when I start. After seeing that, I started really thinking like, oh yeah, and then the rest is history. Yeah. I always told myself I need to get a hold of this girl. We need to chat with her to really see what's going on and see how she feels. You know what I mean? So thank you so much for coming. Really, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Oh, thank yeah. you. Oh, Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, I'd love to see more track and field sprinters and mid-distance runners get into cycling. I think that would be incredible. What is your background personally as far as athletics? Um, I did mid-distance running in high Speaking school. Oh, no and, kidding. <laughs> and field hockey and basketball. I was terrible at basketball. Yeah. But really? I didn't figure it out until okay. <laughs> until like tenth grade. Until tenth grade. Until tenth grade. I, How tall I thought I was like grade? the coolest thing on the basketball court. I was horrible. That's so like, funny. Just the hand eye really bad. Because um, half the sport. No, just I was in the good right at place. handling. Like I had really good like ball handling skills. You look but like I you would could have not shoot the like I could not like my aim no not good. good. Okay. No. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So you said field hockey too. Were you, were there any other sports that you were great at? You said distance um, running, field hockey. I did hockey. well at mid-distance running. What were your As, events? Give us um, events and PRs back. Yeah, it's personal record. Uh, no PRs. I'm not. No PRs. We're not. We're not going there. No, okay. we we're not going to relive the glory days of high school. We're going to let that go. That's I wanna, so funny. I think, <laughs> no, I think you'll like it in that it'll give people hope. So some runner girls out there, you obviously like inspiring people. And for people to know, okay, I ran a, you know, 210, 800. I don't even know if I remember my PRs. That's Give us like some guesses. Give us like a range. Give me How a, can you guess a personal record? Yeah. Like that's, those are just numbers that matter right the there. The fact that I don't remember them <laughs> tells me that they probably weren't anything to write okay. home about. Right, right, right. 
That's yeah. Funny. I ran what the eight hundred and the mile. Okay. Um, and sometimes I'd run the four hundred, but I was like, I always said that I needed a little time to get going. Like right. I, I was okay. not a sprinter. Okay. That's funny. I, need some, <laughs> I just need some warm up time. Yeah, so I, like, like you got to get into it a little bit. Yeah, as a cyclist, how is that translated as far as making you a, a sprinter or a breakaway rider? Um, funny enough, I'm more of a sprinter okay. as a cyclist. Nice. Nice. Um, I don't know. I just have these super quads, which have come in handy. That's tight. And mm. I don't know how that translates to running, like having super quads. I feel like they're, of course they're like that they're more Twitch. slim, right? Uh-huh. Well, it depends but on the event, I think, as you go down in distance, you go up in quad girth. Which means <laughs> I should have been a beastly sprinter, but I just couldn't get out of Maybe, the starting blocks mm-hmm. fast I mean, enough. I, I haven't seen you stand up yet. We've been sitting the whole no, time. No, I'm I'd pretty sure. I'm like 5'3". Like eight hundred meter runner. Yeah, I was pretty good at the eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, what what disciplines of cycling do you? Um, you know, thrive at what do you what's your forte um, what do you compete in, in general? I mean I was in New York City so I was mostly focused on crits because that's what I had access to okay. um, but I'm getting more into like longer stage races cool. which will be my focus for wow. 2017 I'm going for it um, let's oh. see have you done uh, anything like Redlands or no that's goals? on the list that'd be awesome to yeah. get a, and how old are you by the way I am 29 29 cool okay. yeah Round in the corner. I am right there with you. <laughs> From it's just a number. You got to go by how you feel, you know. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask. Um, from these other sports, how did you like? What was the first? How did you get involved in cycling? Who introduced you to it? Was it just kind of like a something that you saw explode later on, or explode meaning like, oh, you know, I just used to ride my bike to school and I realized how fast I was. You know what I mean? Um, it was super gradual. Okay. Like, from the first time I rode a bike as an adult mm-hmm. to the time I started racing, it was probably a good five to seven years. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like, yeah, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, I started as a commuter. I just wanted to get to school. Right. To, to, to That's college. That's like everybody's saying, which well, blows I'm cheap my mind. And I'm lazy. Yeah. I wanted to sleep in longer and not spend money on the trains. Right. So. Right. Because your bike's fast. Yeah, but I feel like New York City or where were you at at the time? I was in Boston. I went to Berklee College of Music. And oh, really? Yeah. What instruments did you play? I played the violin. What? You still play the violin? I played the violin. You played the- <laughs> <laughs> but you went to school for it. I, like, I that's, know. That's like- I have. I still have my instrument and I play mm-hmm. it sometimes, but um, it really hurts my back. Shut up. Yeah, like my upper and back. And riding and a bike neck. for hella long doesn't hurt your back? I mean, anything... I have back issues too. Yeah. It doesn't hurt my back to ride. It's what well, the reason why I ask is because it's weird, I think. I have crushed disc in my lower spine. Oh, that's you no know? good. It's no good, but I feel great when I ride my bike. You know what yeah. I mean? It feels weird. It's like it doesn't hurt. Yeah, the pain's gone. The pain's gone. I'm the same way. You know? It? And that's why I was like shocked. Like, is, you're is like, this your testimony? This is my testimony. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> Getting in. What had happened was I got hit Dial and preach. then no. <laughs> and I was I was delivered. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm curious because like it's weird how a violin what kind of stances I'm guessing you have to just be super straight. Your neck has to be turned. Uh, I'm just thinking about I'm, all the it videos. It really just I hurt see. my like ne- neck and shoulders. Neck I just shoulders. never. 
I don't know if I was never doing it right. Like I had, you know, I had instructors, I had private instructors. And so they didn't even help. Well, I guess they're giving you the best posture that. Yeah. Like we worked at it. I saw a chiropractor. I, I did all I could, wow. but it was just like after about two hours. I mean, you have to practice a ton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually it would just hurt so much. I'm like, this is not even fun anymore. Right, right, right. Um, but I was, you know, deep we, in to school, and I was like, well, I'm gonna finish. Uh-huh. Um, but it was not pleasant. When Dean plays the violin, he arches his back and kind of looks back at it. I do. Mm. I twerk that while is I play at not the same time. The typical or standard That's position, sad. but you know, it doesn't sound good either. But it just sounds like. Pop lock like and slip a disc. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just like that. <laughs> that was stupid. But anyways, um, it's interesting. I, I mean, damn, violin. Violin is so complicated. Every time I think about the violin, it's one of those instruments where, you know, if somebody goes, oh, I play the guitar, you just go, uh, cool. You know what I mean? Or I play the cool piano. Story, bro. You know, a lot of people. But the violin's one of those things where... You, you can't fake it till you, you make you it. You can't fake like, it. No, you, you can't. You either can do it or you right. cannot. Right, right, Or you right. call it like experimental jazz. <laughs> That's <laughs> you funny. Like, you like call it something else. That is funny. Oh, experimental I just, jazz. You know, I just want to play this way. <laughs> Did you have any styles that you like? Did you like jazz? Did you like classical? Did you like put a hip hop twist um, on it? Did well, you do I YouTube went, videos? <laughs> like, <laughs> I went to Berkeley because I really wanted to play something beyond you know what old dead guys had written like right. hundreds of years ago right right i felt like there had to be like you know more options uh-huh. um and berkeley was like the only contemporary school that i knew of mm-hmm. uh, and it's a great school I, I learned a lot it was pretty fantastic but i didn't commit to any one thing like i, I have i have commitment issues yeah so i have a degree in professional music like uh-huh. that's what my degree says uh-huh and they're like well what do you do <laughs> well I'm a, I'm a professional musician yeah. <laughs> like that's that's what i do uh-huh. but mostly now i teach children which has you been, just teach music is that what it is I, yeah i teach uh preschool like preschool music classes which really that's is cool. that's like that's my thing yeah it's not so i like n- no other age level mm-hmm. i mean i teach piano lessons to elementary middle school boys which is fun in itself, but middle school boys are a riot because I remember hilarious. when I was in middle school and I remember how crazy I was. So I can only imagine kids with well, iPhones on like the internet now. Super rich, like private school, all boys. Mm-hmm. It's an all, all boys school. So mm-hmm. it, it's so funny because I like I used to teach at a preschool in Brooklyn. Okay, and like Brooklyn, like inner city, inner city youth right. versus like. The, the rich elite mm-hmm, mm-hmm. private school mm-hmm. boys it's just such a it's so different mm-hmm. it, it's so funny what's the difference because i i know the difference that you're talking about because i lived in california my whole life and i noticed the difference in the kids i don't know i have a thing for i just i just i guess wax nostalgic is that what you call it when you just kind of like i'm i'm sorry i'm saying too many different things at one time i just am very nostalgic about playing and being a kid yeah so you can't relate i can't you know and so i i remember being a kid i remember how i acted and i remember the first time i actually went to new york and you remember when i said look at these kids they kind of act different you know just the kids i just i call them concrete kids in my head you know what i mean because oh, that's cause, that's great i'm sorry <laughs> solid <laughs> solid i know this <laughs> that's a california kid going to new york for the first time talking shit but like um i was wow. like yo these kids are are different but I never obviously got to the bottom well, of it. So, like, what do you what do you see? 
I can't parallel them because the kids that I was working with weren't private right. school rich by yeah. any means. Right, right, um, right, right. They right, were right, quite right. the opposite. Um, but these kids, like, I can't, I can't, um, I can't super relate to them because right. I didn't grow up that way. Right, right I wasn't right. poor or anything. I was just a middle class. Yeah, in the suburbs. Right, but like. I, I like to use like analogies and metaphors a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of mine was like, well, imagine you're in your apartment. And he's like, I'm, I live in a house. I'm like, right, right. Okay, um, imagine you're in your house. Imagine if you have to share a bedroom <laughs> with your sister. I've never shared a bedroom in my life. <laughs> Sharing, no. Yeah, right, 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 right. No, that's not fair. I'm sure they can share. They're all very nice children. Yeah, just, no, They just imagine. have a different, you know, it's like a different perspective of things. Right, 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 like, right. Like, yeah, my piano's in my... My uncle's weekend home. I'm like, I don't, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little jealous. Yeah. I sound salty. I'm, That's, I'm not. No, it's okay. It's okay. That's funny. Um, I don't remember what question number three was. I want a weekend I home. I know. I know. I got so caught up on the music, I dropped the paperwork. Who, Yvette, could you look up? There is a African, not African-American gentleman, an African gentleman that was in a KOM jersey at the Tour de France. I cannot say his last name. Yeah, it's like Tukumbe or t- it's like TK. What? Yeah, he's on... Uh, Europe car, was it? No, he's on Europe? the same team as Cavendish. What team is that? The Dimension Data. There you go. Yeah. Dimension Data, yeah. I have these brain slips. Speaking Maybe of Cavendish... The Dimension Data, KOM. It's like Daniel, yeah, Daniel something or other with a T. I cannot say his last... I'm not even going to try. <clears throat> I think he... Did, did he win in the KOM? He was in it for a couple days uh, at the... I think that was this year's... It was this year. Time flies. But even last year, like, if, <clears throat> at the final, like, in the sprint of every stage, he was, like, always up there. The not wow. not sprinting, but, like, in the lead out. Like, he was always up wow. there. What he country settled. is he from? I don't remember. Eritrea. Eritrea? Oh, is he from there? Wow. That's Wait, north Daniel, of Ethiopia. There you go. So he's... he's Eritrean. Eritrean, Ethiopians, Kenyans, and Ugandans all on the eastern board are really known for their for their running and their cardio. Endurance, His yeah. nickname yeah. is the Tickler. The Tickler. I would love an explanation cool for that. The sickest thing I've heard of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I think while we're, uh, while we're on the subject of world-class cycling, I think we should give a little shout-out to Brandon McNulty, who is a local SoCal cyclist on the Lux development team. Okay. And he won the World Juniors um time trial championship at i believe 31 or 30 miles per hour average speed for uh, right around 40k maybe a little less i think it was 45 minutes so that'd probably be 18 miles or so how old is he he is i believe 17 or 18 and if that doesn't get you a uh, at least a continental contract for next year i don't know what will but he Stomped it, won by maybe um, 45 seconds to a minute. And then in the road race, a couple of days later, this was in, where was it at? You might know, Dubai? Somewhere. Abu Dhabi. Doha? Abu, yeah. Abu. The Somewhere very hot and deserty. And people were complaining. They were thinking about maybe shortening the road race from 90 miles or whatever it was to taking a. It was in Qatar. Qatar. Qatar, yeah. <laughs> I think that's how you say Qatar. People say Qatar, they say Qatar. Qatar, yeah. Whatever. My pinkies are down. That means I'm not fancy. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> they ended up doing the full duration. So much. <laughs> they ended up doing Southern the full California. duration of the race. <laughs> and uh, during the road race, 
guys in the local scene were joking that he was on the front taking a five minute pull as if it was just like a practice group ride. Really? After doing the time trial, because he just felt strong or thought he was going to ride people off his wheel or something. But it's pretty hard to ride someone off your wheel, let alone uh, at the world championships. It level. was so hot there. People were just like yeah. burning out. That's Tony crazy. Martin, uh, was it Tony Martin who won the, I believe so, Tony Martin won the uh, time trial for the elite men. Why do you think they put these these races in these crazy environments like the desert and the um, Arab Emirates? I know exactly why. Is to bolster sponsorship revenue. So by having it in a country that's got extra fun coupons, so that's money. Sweet new roads. I call them fun, fun coupons. coupons. Yeah, Ronnie calls you can, them, yeah, like having a roof over your head. That's fun. Having clothes <laughs> on your back, food to eat. I'm about to go double dip on more some magical now stretchy after this. pans. Fun yeah, coupons. got your Catella magical stretchy pants, waterproof. I just gave you the demo before mm-hmm. we started. Mm-hmm. Catella makes these stretchy pants that are uh, the only pants I can fit in. Do you have that problem fitting into pants? They fit in the waist, but not in the, uh, not in the thighs. Not yet. I'm ripping. I've ripped pants in the thighs before, and I'm not even that. They big make of a pants dude, for that. Mm-hmm. I know. What do they call it? The sprinter pant by? No, it's called not. pants that fit. No, Beth, Beth Fernandez like makes that. these pants. Slim fit, bro. They're yeah. like jeans. I forget what they're called. They have like a fun name. Hmm. I don't remember what they're called. Slim fit. I call them magical no. stretchy pants. Slim fits. Anyways. Um, you're currently living in Northern California, which is my home area. And I'm curious to know, like, the cycling scene there. Like, what's going on up there? It seems like a lot of people are migrating to that area. And so even from here in Southern California, a lot of people moved up there recently this year, you know? And so I'm curious, like, what are you doing out there um, from coming from New York? I didn't race a whole lot in the li- later part of the season mm-hmm. locally. I, I did a lot of racing in NorCal in like January, February, March, and okay. then started to hit the road after April. Um, a lot more road races up there, that's but for it sure. seems like that's when everyone's going really hard anyway. Like the the first start of the se- the first part of the season, like the end of January, they're right. just like it's on it every week. There's something huh. to, like somewhere to race, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and people come out, mm-hmm. and it was pretty awesome right. because racing doesn't start in New York until like March, mid March, wow. and that's the weather, huh? Yeah, yeah, and even then, and there's sometimes still snow on the ground, or it's like freezing cold. Like the year before, I started racing March fifteenth, mm-hmm. and I was signed up for two races. I did the first one. I was freezing cold and like wet, and I was like, nope. Yeah, what do you like done, to wear going in those home. conditions? Just to give some like practical advice for some gals wanting to get into it. Um, see, when you're racing, you wear your kit, and so do you wear like a base layer. Because I've got this like wool base layer thing that I've only worn a couple of times at team camp when it was like. 38 degrees not when i was racing i just, just go yeah wow. i mean it wasn't even necessarily that it was freezing cold that didn't help but it was the rain yeah. like i can do one or i can do the other but cold yeah. and wet i'll throw a wetsuit on there's been times i've you know i'm a total triathlon geek but um throw a spring suit on which is like spring suit is what you wear in the spring so it's not full length mm-hmm. it's just it's like a skin suit length and I, mm-hmm. i'll go out and ride four hours and that if it's pouring rain right and I you stay warm and you can pee in it so it's like Across the board, Benny's. Yeah, I don't think I've gotten to that point. Yeah. <laughs> in my cycling life yet. Straight face. You can pee in it if you want. It's like, mm. it's if you ever get a used wet wetsuit from somebody, like you know that you're basically wearing something that's. Been yeah, in noted. It. Noted. Do, do noted. Don't do that. That's funny. Um, we were talking about racing in Northern California or riding in Northern California. This guy's a coop. How do you. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie's crazy. I uh, 
I'm I sorry I confused myself. What have been some obstacles that you've come across as a trying to become the first African American female cyclist? We've we interviewed Rasam Bahadi a while back, uh-huh. and he told us some very interesting stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of people crashing him out on purpose. People oh, yeah. kind of starting shit with him. You know what I mean? In some of these races, have you faced anything like that at all? With I'm, um, I'm hoping women wouldn't do that. No, I feel <laughs> like with him, people are way more blatant than they should be. Right. Okay. Um, with me, it's been mostly like microaggression I type see. stuff, where it's like. Favorite. Did that is that? Yeah. No, that's not with like. I hope some, you react to him that way too. Like, <laughs> did you just do what I think you did? <laughs> um, usually you get a face, make him, make like a very commit. confused. Like, wait a minute, like right. that's not, that's not okay. Um, right, right. I but like for the people commit. If you're gonna be a jerk, yeah, I'm make right? sure like you're gonna. But look for the eye. for the most part, it's been pretty. We've been pretty civil. That's um, good. Usually the. The, the things that happen don't happen in my face. Right, of course. Um, of which course. I find hilarious. Keyboard, so you, <laughs> keyboard warriors. You find like the, you just the, I guess, the shit talkers on Facebook and whatever yeah. social Yeah, and media sometimes it is the, the women that I race with, yeah. but never like, never they, to my face. What do they say? Mm-hmm. What is, you know, give us um, you know, Aisha re- reading mean tweets here on Cycle Feed. Mm-hmm. I like to keep those to myself. Yeah. Really? That's it's a small right world. It's it a is. real small world. Yeah, but yeah, especially for the my thing is fuck shitty people. Oh you know no, I'm mean? with like, it. Yeah, I know <laughs> so, who to watch out for. But at yeah. the same time, I don't feel like I need to throw anybody under the bus under the bus because right. they're gonna do that on their own. Yeah, like, that's right? true. If yeah, you yeah. do it to me, you're probably also doing it to someone else, and, and eventually you're gonna do it to somebody who's not gonna care, and they're gonna do what they need to do. Right, 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 right. But yeah. That's it's interesting that I guess I don't know maybe people are just jealous you know what I mean people are just jealous because you're beating them and so they kind of want I don't a even reason. know if it's jealousy I just feel like people have this desire to, to like they just get mad for yeah. no reason about anything they want an excuse. and they need people to hear them uh-huh. be mad like uh-huh. they need to be mad right and it's like you go ahead you be mad right right I'm right. still sleeping at night uh-huh <laughs> question number five um Uh, why is it important for you to break this barrier? It is important for me personally because I am the type of person who's easily inspired. Okay. Like, I'll go see a movie and then think that I'm going to do that thing tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I can't even think of it. Like, <clears throat> what is that, love and basketball? I was going to, you know, when That's I thought I was so going to be. funny. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to be in the WNBA, okay? And nobody's going to tell me otherwise. Have you seen otherwise. that movie, Ronnie? <laughs> it's on. It's gonna. It's, it's on VH1 once a week. It's good bad. <laughs> yeah. It's good bad. It's yeah. not. It seemed good at the time. Yeah, yeah. That's an um, old school movie. Yeah, but like, even funny. like watching the Olympics, uh-huh. like watching Dominique Dawes, then I would start flipping around uh-huh. the living room, or uh-huh. you know, seeing Flojo, and I'm like, right. I'm gonna be a track star. Like, I'm so easily inspired. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't feel like there's that person in mm-hmm. cycling, and it kills me that even in other fields mm-hmm. there's a token like track and track and field's been pretty saturated which is awesome mm-hmm. and you know in basketball pretty saturated which is awesome but mm-hmm. there's still a lot of sports where like even like tennis there are a handful mm-hmm. of african-american women it's not just the williams sisters mm-hmm. but how many can you name none just the williams sisters That's exactly it. yeah 
That's true. I never even thought about any other. I'm sure there are a bunch of black women in. in yeah, tennis, no, there there, uh, there are a few. Uh-huh. I, I I've looked this up because I'm like, there's got to be right by right, now. Right, um, right, right. Maria Sharapova, she's not black. Not, <laughs> not <laughs> even a little bit. I'm sorry, excuse my language, but she's hella white. Okay, she's, <laughs> she's real white. <laughs> my TV needs adjusting. <laughs> I've punched it too many times watching <laughs> the election nonsense. But yeah, I'm trying to create representation in cycling mm-hmm. for women of color because there are there have there have been women of color who have raced, period, but none of them have gone all the way right. um, to like the, the the highest level of the sport. Well, do you think they haven't gone all the way because they didn't feel the support? They just kind of you know stopped themselves because maybe they had other things to work on. Or? I, yeah, it might not. It just might not have been a priority. I, mm-hmm. I have no idea why mm-hmm. it hasn't happened, but I feel like if you start from a younger age, you have more of the opportunity to be groomed into the sport. Like most of the development programs are for youth and juniors right, yeah. and. I'm 29. Or far, farm teams. You could you pass farm for younger, though. I would just yeah, say, I look say younger, 18, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. And they'd figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Though. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm 29 and I'm like trying to figure it out. And if you talk to other professional women in the sport, they all say the same thing. Like you mm. get to this point where you're an elite racer, but making that jump into being a professional racer is really challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most of, most of us found it later in mm-hmm. our lives mm-hmm. um, and I you mean, just got to figure it out but there are programs that develop people into professional cyclists mm-hmm. but they are for the youth so my idea is that if we can create some representation in the sport you have little girls who that's their goal that's what they want to do have you had any uh, African American or just girls in minor just minorities like walk up to you in appreciation like hey or parents yeah no know? it happens all really? the time it's okay. really fantastic that's like, great they'll see me at races and they're not always just little black girls like, right right like, I've had little girls of other cultures yeah, 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 that yeah. have been inspired and that's great I'm uh-huh. I'm all here for it the more the merrier right um, right right this is something we'll look back on and you know, hopefully. Uh, shorter time than later but just humans of every color of every uh, race of every sexual orientation just excelling in every facet of life yeah you know but it's beautiful that you're a pioneer of that i wonder uh sponsorship wise you know there's got to be companies that are loving what you're doing i know you have a good social media presence um it'd be cool to see maybe you touch into some markets that um you know white female cyclists or other races haven't been able to to delve into like, um, I don't know. I'm just thinking, uh, they're letting the wheels turn of like, you know, thinking, uh, marketing wise, how you can help to spread the hope and inspiration. Cause you're doing something unique. Tell us, uh, how many total miles do you have in your legs? Would you say? And you know, your categories on the track <laughs> and on the road. So I like to tell people about 10,000 miles is kind of what it takes to get, you know, legit good at cycling. Um, more what than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're obviously, uh, good. I don't know. I don't really. Like I, I go through these periods where I just turn off my Garmin. Cool. No Garmin, no rules, right? No Garmin, no rules. It's mm-hmm. usually I didn't charge my Garmin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and therefore I have no rules to follow. Um, but I don't know. I, I like I struggle from anxiety. So if I get too caught up in yeah. metrics, and PRs and yep. QOMs yeah. and all that stuff. It distracts, it, it distracts shit, right? me from everything. I know exactly how that is. So I just kind of <laughs> like, sometimes you just got to ride your bike and be you. like, this is what we're doing. No mm-hmm. power meter or anything? Um, sometimes no, sometimes yeah. yes. 
uh, what categories are you on the road and on track? <laughs> uh, on the road, I'm a two. Okay. But on, in track, on the track, I'm a four. Okay. I race at Casina. Um, no harm in that. In, in New is... York, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it. I just think it's hilarious that that that's the case. Um, I'm confused. What's so funny about that? Um, what do you mean? Why? Well, I I feel like I I think I have all my points to be a three. Right. Okay. Um, I just. When I got to California, I just have, I hate traffic. I hate traffic. Mm-hmm. And the drive to the track yeah. is just not something that I was able to pull off last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping to change that this, this season. Mm-hmm. How far um, of a drive is it? And what city did you say you're in? You're in. I live near Richmond, California. Okay. Um, and the track is in San Jose. And I think without traffic, That's a distance, it's like, yo. I think it's about an hour or so you, without traffic. Without traffic. But in traffic, it could end up being like two to three. And I'm is not it about flat it. or hilly? No, it's no, just like hella driving. traffic in the Bay Area. Yeah. But I'm saying, could you slap a brake on your bike no. and then ride to the track? No. No. it's Not um, and still have daylight. <laughs> no, Bay Area traffic is the freeways and the bridges. It's just a it's, different beast over there. It's, it's, it's different. It's mm-hmm. It was a huge source of stress for me last last year, mm-hmm. and I've, I'm like trying to cut down on the and amount how many of miles that I do. total. I mean, I honestly maybe any I sixty. Maybe yeah, it's 60, not even 70. that many miles. It's, it's just not. It just traffic moves so oh, slowly, it, and crazy. the BART doesn't help because no. I'm sure you probably looked at that, and yeah. that takes hella long too. I don't even know if it goes out to San Jose. Yeah, uh, I, maybe, way, yeah. maybe not. I'm not sure. You know, it might be like a commuter. For, I don't know. Yeah. But I don't live in the city, so exactly. I'd have to like get into the city and then get out of the. It's mm-hmm. just a lot. So mm-hmm. I had this buddy that was so dedicated. As a kid, he was really pursuing cycling, and then later got into triathlon. He would ride a hundred miles to the velodrome in Carson from like Dana Point, and then race and then ride back, doing some like 230 mile days. Yeah, nutty. Isn't, yeah, there, I'm isn't not, that called overtraining? I'm what? not. I'm not. I'm not going that hard on the track <laughs> yet. That. Like maybe one day I'll. 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 I've only ever ridden a casino, so mm. I don't know if you know anything about casino in, in New York. It's a great. It's a great track. It's but older, it's, right? But I've it's, seen photos of it. It's great because of the community, mm. not because of the track itself. Right. Like the track itself is not in the best condition. It's um, literally a city park mm-hmm. and. The people that maintain it are the people that use it, and mm. they do the best that they can, and right. they pour their hearts and their love and whatever money they can into it. But mm-hmm. it's not Encino by mm. any means. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's funny that you even say that deep. even Encino, because people are like, "I'm not gonna ride Encino," you know? Right? What I mean? Like it's people. Like like, eh. I mean, it's not bad by any. It's just means, a concrete. There's that bump at the coming out of the last corner. Yeah, we have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, you guys got one of those. We got one of those. <laughs> Um, but like whenever I did the track, it was for fun. It was right. for like training. Right. Um, so I never like I never tried to upgrade. Like that was never the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still a four on the track. That's cool. That's Speaking cool. of, but track, I've always had fun. Of track quality, the San Diego Velodrome recently had a resurfacing, I believe, and looked like a pretty complete overhaul. I think they made it black. At least the photo I saw. Is it concrete or is it wood? Which that'll be interesting during the summer. Um, <laughs> I think it's still concrete. Really? Like it's outdoor? Asphalt, it? Yeah, it's outdoor at mm. the, what is that, the San Diego a Park, like right in San Diego, kind of east of uh, downtown. Um, so yeah, we'll see. It's cool seeing money and in infrastructure from tax dollars being put towards, towards cycling because it is, a bicycle is a way to, a conduit for hope. You know, we like to say that you can uh, 
change your life. You get fit and you can now get to a job that was 20 miles away to where you couldn't afford a car and you couldn't get there. Or you can go to a junior college and maybe get a running scholarship. You're getting fit by riding your bike, going to track practice after school. And then you're able to get a scholarship, go to university, get an no, education. Bikes are transformative. Yeah. Yeah, for a hundred sure. bucks, you, somebody can get a fix your bike. You know, you get a, a road bike for maybe two, three hundred. Change your life. Change let, your life. Let me ask you this, Aisha. Have you ever thought about riding and fixed gear crits? That's how I started in fixed gear, in fixed gear crits. Really? The first race I ever did was Red Hook 2014 when they allowed. Oh, wow. When they had get their first the women's fuck? field. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. How was that? How did you do? Was that the rainy one? Oh, I did horrible. Okay. That, <laughs> that was the rainy one. So Joe Selsa won that, right? She, she won. Okay. Yeah, she okay. did. Okay. Wow. Just goes to show how, how much it's growing. You know, seeing, you know, Joe's still a heavy hitter in the women's field. It's like there's so many fast women now. There are a lot of heavy hitters. There's we were so talking many. about how they're going to uh. have to start um, limiting, you know, the women in the final. Because I think this last one, there was maybe 65, 70. No, they're going to start having qualifiers. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what you want. Yeah. Right. It's like right, more than right. 85. And it's like you flew across the world. And you're not racing tonight. <laughs> it's wild. Well, what, the, nine, the, the dudes have been yeah. doing that the whole time, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be a, you know, bitter, a bittersweet day, but it'll be cool. It'll what? be rough at first when there's like 97 women and two get cut. You know? Right, right, right. But then it's it's only going to grow from there. What do you think about the scene growing? You've been in the New York area, so you saw what Red Hook was and like where it's at now, you know? It's pretty crazy, right? Which is pretty gnarly, yeah. I mean, I'm very familiar with like the LA scene and everything, but learning what Red Hook has done, you know, and having, I only went to Brooklyn once, it was this year, but it was so inspiring and everything that was going on and what was created. I'm, I'm just they started exci- like a whole movement, right? Like yeah. they have all this like fixed gear series over in Europe. Mm-hmm. It's like a, thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us They're about the series what do you know about that and you're not a whole lot to be honest like <laughs> yeah. i don't know i just i wonder if i follow from here. a distance yeah we're gonna no have... i think they have more there yeah um There's but gonna be a sorry go ahead um but i think usac the governing body of road cycling right is kind of dipping their hands yeah, into fixed gear crits bad. they are i don't, think I don't know how i feel about it i don't know if it's bad i don't know if it's good there's gonna be a lot it's different. I don't want to spoil alert, you know, for the the local FUSAC guys, but SoCal Cycling, SoCal, sorry, SoCal Fixed and FUSAC, which is uh, Fixed Gear USA yeah, Cycling. Yeah, yeah. We had a 10 race series this year and it's going to grow next year and there's going to be some USAC Fixed Gear crits with, uh, I believe it's called J&K Racing, which just took over CBR. Um, they purchased um, California Bike Racing from Chris Lotz. Um, and they had the first USAC uh, brake list fixed gear criterion a couple uh, months ago. It was about a month and a half ago yeah. or so. Mm-hmm. month and a half, two months ago maybe. Whoops. I wanna, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys like Rasan or maybe some of the Masters guys that race on the track. Didn't he say he was done with fixed gear crits? Did he? That's what he said. I, but you don't you don't believe him? No. He said that after the Wolfpack one. Well, he, he, he saw it, yours truly get yeah, put into a He gate saw a couple of wrecks. I fifth he, concussion. He saw of some his gnarly things happen. He was like, I'm done. But I honestly <laughs> You think he'll be back? I, I hope so. You know what I mean? I just say I hope so. <laughs> that you would, know what that I mean? would make me sad if, if Rasan seeing me face down tush up It wasn't just you. Like there are hella people that wrecked in that in yeah, that crit. You know, there's some people that went down crash. and I don't want that to I hope that I was um, I mean, I heard him say the same thing, but I was thinking like, bro, I hope this isn't scaring you. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's not even about it being scary. It's mm-hmm. like other people being idiots. There, there's a point where it, it feels a little unwise, right? Like yeah. you're, ch- he, he's got a family. That's true. <laughs> he got He has to show up for stuff. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know, gauge 
the, your priorities there. Yeah. What's it for? Is it for fixie glory? Because sometimes that's not enough. That's not that's a fixie glory. Is not enough. Not enough. <laughs> you don't pay your bills, Asian. I do not fixie pay my bills with fixie glory. Really? <laughs> your ten thousand Insta scam followers—they're not feeding you. We're trying to figure out where not uh, people like saying fixie glory. I like saying just fixie money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I the fixie money needs to be there first for people not to quit. I guess you know I he, he was obviously. It needs, I don't know, what am I trying to say here? I would hate for him to be like, no, I don't want to do this anymore because I have a family, I have shit going on, and I don't want handlebars in my eyeballs or something crazy oh, like that's that. That's graphic. You know? it's very, I was like thinking, what's the crazy thing that happened? Like a bar end. You know, man. like a bar end in my eyeball, you know? But like, um, I don't know. I think the money just needs to be there for people to be involved because I would hate for him to have to pull out, you know? Well... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the the truth of the matter is, at least here, and let us know if this is what's happening up in NorCal, but here in SoCal, what's happening is, and the reason why these guys are getting into fixed gear crits, it's because the numbers just aren't there in road cycling anymore. So whereas they saw a decrease, and again, we keep referring back to this um, interview that we had with the USA cycling um, organizer, his name's Alfie here in SoCal. And he was telling us that registration dropped like 30%. Mm-hmm. So basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to tap into this new market. So if that were to happen and you kind of saw yourself like saying like, hey, like this is kind of growing and like the pots are bigger. It's a little dangerous, but hey, like this is where the crowd's going. Do you see yourself devoting fully to fixed gear crits or are you like really dedicated to the road? Um, I don't. I feel like that's a, a bandwagon approach to an extent. Like, hmm. yeah, I never thought about um, that. That's very interesting because a lot of people are like, are, I guess, bandwagon jumping on fixed gear cycling. Yeah. Does that, I, I don't think that's a bad like thing, that's though. I just drama. People want to put labels. Like, you like riding a bike. There's a new type of racing. It looks cool. You jump in. But it's dangerous. But well, it's, okay, people, everything, cycling can be dangerous. It's Every dangerous kind in of general. cycling can yeah. be dangerous. A wise man once said, people like um, dangerous shit. <laughs> I Vice don't know. Magazine, 2016. See, I feel like that's a, a whole different conversation that can be had. My my perspective of it is mm-hmm. I have a ton of fun doing fixed gear crits. I think it's so much fun. Okay. And that's why I would do it, not for fixie glory, not for winning, not for anything, just for fun. Mm-hmm. And my whole motto is if it's not fun, it's not worth it. Right. Um, I think to flock over to fixed gear crits because other people are flocking over to fixed gear crits is not a good reason to do it. Mm -hmm. I do feel like people are um, creating these opportunities because it's it's a chance for money, like for promoters or whatever, Um, and seeing how the numbers are decreasing in road cycling, it just seems like a good business move. Like if that's what you're trying to do, then, you know, follow, follow where the people are. And I don't... What do you think could be potential detriments of you know, having USAC involved in a... Racing a crit on a track bike is inherently... It can be a, not the best idea. There's just a lot of factors you can't control. But again, everything is... Road cycling is dangerous. You can yeah. you can get pretty hurt doing a road crit. Who was it? Holloway? Um, I know I was checking up on you guys, make sure you're doing a good job while I wasn't in Texas. <laughs> um, Thanks, Ronnie. Got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, Holloway was saying uh, there's 
you know, one ideal line through you know a corner on a fixed gear bike, and so the nature of fixed gear riding is that it's strung out, and so there's less opportunity for it to clump. And since it takes energy to slow down, you might as well go forward if you're going to spend energy. Do you think um, road cycling is more dangerous? Um, let me preface this by saying, from what I've the NCC crits, you know, before it was I don't know what they call it now, National Road Calendar, um, but like Dana Point, Manhattan Beach, some of those like there was Manhattan Beach this year. I counted like six crashes. Yeah, you're you're gonna get crashes no matter what. But here's the thing. But Red Hook with I road mean, cycling, not for nothing. There is a system of regulation. There mm-hmm. are categories. categories. There yeah. are what about there's qualifications? something. Yeah, but okay, you can qualify. That's not it's not the same as as being in a race. If you're strong enough and a lot of these guys are strong they train they do their thing Mm -hmm. they can be fast enough to finish the course in a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. but racing in a peloton is so much different because you need to worry about the people around you Mm -hmm. and if you don't have the handling skills to take those turns with other people then chances are you're you're going to be the cause of something. You're going to eat the chocolate gelato. And I think the fear isn't so much that it's dangerous on its own. It's the fact that anybody can jump in, which also makes it kind of fun. <laughs> but anybody can jump in, like I did in 2014, with zero experience, and it didn't end well for me. Like, Do you feel like you were... Um you I had know, no idea what I was doing. Objective? Were you a threat? <laughs> like, I literally had no idea what I was doing. Did you, did you endanger others in hindsight, do you think? In hindsight, I feel like I was a danger to others on that course. Where did you start on the qualifying grid? Because Colin was Colin Strickland, uh, a four-time Red Hook winner. He mentioned that he felt the qualifying system was a decent <laughs> substitute for categories, and that, and I, and I think it is it is two to a point because a rider that qualifies ninety fifth is starting you know fifty meters behind. Um, you know, a top qualifier, and so when the race, the race is hard from the gun. Maybe I think as the caliber of racing gets higher and higher, the women's race there'll be like less lag, and it's just full gas the entire way. But tell it, where did you start on the grid, and elaborate on that, what it's like. I feel like I qualified eleventh. Oh wow! How many were in the race? Maybe twenty or thirty? Or yeah, something like that. Okay. That's great. Um, but I was, I was timid from the from the start. Yeah. Like everyone, they they took off without me, and okay. so I got lapped. And I didn't like I just I just wasn't prepared. Were you familiar with like drafting at the time or no? I was familiar with the concept of drafting, but I don't theory versus the practice. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like you can watch all these videos and like feel really cool and <laughs> that's not enough, you yeah. know? Um and I feel like oh, I know what she in means. the fixed gear culture, there's not a whole lot of self awareness that goes on. Like it's really easy to feel like you're awesome. <laughs> oh, that's the sickest thing I've heard all day. That's I'm sorry. That is this. That's good. It's really easy. To I don't know. It, it is. <laughs> well, am I wrong? It, no, you're not. <laughs> slow. I still clap to you on that one because I think there are a lot of there are a lot of fixed gear riders that think they're too cool. We th- I talk right. about it all the time, and so that's I'm like shit. Okay, good. It's good that you called it. You know, but you did. You and said I've been, it in a really. I've been there. I've been you that said it in a really nice way. We've I've all been that been person. Been that person, and yeah. I'm accepting it. But what I did, yeah. was educate myself uh-huh. and learn what to do because 
after that race, I was like, what in the world? What was I thinking? What just happened? What just happened? Right, right, right. I need to learn something. I don't know what's going on here. I thought I was, you know, the hottest thing since sliced bread, and I was not at all. We like to say. I was strong. I was fast, but that's not enough. We like to say that you're doing a children's activity in a onesie. It's like it's not that cool at the end of the day, you know? It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty darn cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, um, since you're talking about, you know, the fixed gear culture and like, you know, just everything. You guys are going to get me into so much trouble. No, 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 no you're fine. No, this is actually a good comment. No, this is a good comment. If you get in trouble because of this show, we're doing a great job, <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna be blessed beyond belief if you're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> what would you? I don't. It's not even on my radar. What would you get in trouble about? No, no, you haven't said anything. No, but what I was gonna ask you is, um, you know, we've been you know producing the show, and Dean's been in the scene for many many years, and um, I kind of just waltzed into it. I was like, hey, like let's do this project. Okay, sure, bikes. Okay, but something that I've noticed is that. Fix your culture, what it has. You're absolutely right about the personalities, 100%. But um, what do you think about like the culture and like the diversity that Fix Your Culture has? Because well, I, I feel like it kind of aligns. Draw. Like, right. I know Joe Joe Celso has also said like she supports fixed culture wholeheartedly because they make an effort to encourage equality in the sport, which. Like, you can say that people are making an effort with sanction racing, but there's always an excuse why. But yeah. with fixed gear culture, we get it done. It's like, natural. It's, it yeah. just seems very natural. We get, mm-hmm. it, we get it done. And it people from everywhere, like when I'm, what is it, 2014, I tried it again. I okay. went to Milan, did Red Hook uh-huh. <laughs> in October. And even in Milan, like there were people from everywhere mm-hmm. that converged on this race and participated, and it was awesome. Like I didn't, I don't have that feeling that I have in sanctioned racing where I look around and I'm like, where are, mm-hmm. where are my, <laughs> where are my people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not like there's like a ton of black girls out there Already. racing Red Hook, but right. there are more. Mm-hmm. Like there are, they are there. Right. Um, and it's awesome. How'd you do in Milan? Where the sisters at? Better. I think I got seventh. You got seventh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Did the company send you? Or is that just self-funded? No, that was a... Um, no, it was a partially self-funded. So I was sponsored by Hatchmap, who I'm still sponsored by. Which Hatchmap. Is a software company really? in Brooklyn. What it's kind of software run by. It's run by Randy Locklear, and he has like gone so hard to support women in cycling. Like he sponsored me this year. Cool. He sponsored the Stands No Tubes Elite okay. Team, Domestic Elite Team. He sponsored Bicycle Roots Hatch Map, which is a local team in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. He sponsors the development series for CRCA, which okay. is really great because it's specifically for Category Four or category three, four women, and they have these races where only those those women can show up and they have prize money and it, cool. it's great. It's like, come do these races. We know how hard it is to get your upgrade or to find races on your level because they're not out there. So he sponsors those, mm-hmm. um, probably other things too. And now he's sponsoring another um, uh, cross team, a cyclocross oh, team cool. um, based Wait, on these New are York. women's teams? They're all women. Wow. Yeah. Like he's he's does the stands hatch map you said the company? hatch map yeah. hatch stands map, no cool. tubes um, women's team do they run tubeless uh, tires with sealant or um, random question but 
they are tubeless tires with sealants. And it's is it mountain bike or it's road? They're road. the team he sponsors yeah. is a road domestic elite team wow. based yeah, out of New cool. York. Wow. Um, That's wild. But he's also sponsoring that cyclocross team. It's called Two Steps Ahead, um, and it's th- the idea is that he's trying to help women bridge the gap from. Um, amateur to That's the cool. UCI field because there's just nothing there for it. I so. remember the first yeah. woman that ran a marathon um, had to sneak in. You weren't allowed as a woman to run it, and the race director oh, no, I've seen or that. some official tried to pull her off the course. And then there were other men that were like, you know, let her finish. For yeah, it. it's like let her finish. Like, why are you going running so hard a marathon? This? Will make you infertile. That, like that's science. Yeah, you know, you know our <laughs> little women bodies can't do anything. For sarcasm for anyone <laughs> not picking up. Why, you know, I'm really interested in what you said about, so I'm going to go back a little, go ahead. just go back a second. And what you said, like, you know, it was really dope to see people, you know, that look like me and, and, and Red Hook. Uh-huh. Why do you think that is? Why, what do you think it is about fixed gear that draws more of a diverse crowd than road cycling? Um, is it cost? It, is it, what do you think it is? It's a combination of things, but if nothing else, fixed gear cycling looks really cool and really fun, and it's a community of just humans. Like, it's not as, at its core, like, there are areas of it which feel super exclusive and whatever, but for the most part, it just feels like a big family of people having fun on bikes, and even if you're not racing, you can still be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's Um, the messenger thing. Just attracting a, an eclectic spread of humans, like messengers are kind of eccentric people. They, a little bit of like misfits, you know. I remember the first time I saw New York messengers on television, and I honestly thought it was the coolest thing in the world. It was yeah. the um, the show that Discovery Channel had, and it was <laughs> showcasing. Um, it was a reality show for bike messengers in New York. Look at that. Yeah, and I would remember seeing that, and I was like, yo. It these, looks really cool. These guys are on a different level of shit. You know what I mean? Like it was they weren't like, you know, Triple Rush. Mm-hmm. It was called Triple Rush. Wait, yeah. the show was called Triple Rush? Yeah, it was on the Discovery Channel. Is that what the movie was named after? Premium. No, that was Premium, premium Rush. It was premium Rush. This was, <laughs> this was way before Premium oh, of Rush. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was, and they they like they had a bike messenger from different bike messaging companies all around New York, and then they had some guy that just moved in fresh from New York. So they created a kind of series and reality right, right. for these guys. The and reality I, show before the reality yep, show. And I was like, I wish they had a second season. I honestly, man, in this, they might come out with it again. They might figure out something different for TV with bikes. But I thought it was the coolest thing because these I was like yo look how they're riding look what's going on and this was like you know pre they there was a couple of fixie videos on the internet Uh but there wasn't there wasn't shit this was like the biggest thing because this was like very nicely produced you know and I New York it just seemed cool the New York messengers were just on a different level of stuff and they're messengers here in LA you know but it's not like they're not like New York messengers I saw this guy the other day uh, delivering when I was running errands and he was just smashing pedals, getting medals. He had a big backpack on. Smashing and I was, pedals, getting medals. There's a lot of, there's a lot of literary gold. You're getting Love it. There's, there's another one you might be a fan of. It's Ball So Hard, a Mother Fathers Want to Find Me. <coughs> oh. Just silence. Okay. Dead yeah. silence. All right. Wait, 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 wait. I like saying ironic things that are dumb. Mm. 
So okay. I was on my motorcycle. <laughs> I was on the motorcycle. Little shout out. Uh-huh. And he uh, he looked like he needed a draft, so I gave him a lead out. It was super sick up this hill. So yeah. He was doing like twenty five miles per hour up a five you know, percent grade. It was cool. That's cool. That's cool. Messengers out here, they're not like New York. He was on a mission. And the New York messengers just seem like just just cool. Just it's just they just. Seem are super you cool. saying messengers here aren't cool? They are cool. They're great guys. I've learned a lot from I the messengers. That's, that's a foreign because no. like foreign is sexy to us. You know. Yeah, it's, it's just like, that's what it is. You know it's what I like mean? They're in New there York you go. because LA is different. And like you know here, the messengers are like the Santa Monica messengers, and they only stay in Santa Monica. Long Beach. The downtown messengers, they only stay in downtown Long Beach. It's they stay in like, Century huge. City. They stay in Century Cities. LA well, is so it's spread so spread apart. apart. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't really have a choice there. You don't. It would not be very effective but were. in new york it just seems like there's so many more messengers and there's so much more going on and everything's just go like Wah! you know and what was uh, that dude Wah! and everything's just and it's the element of danger riding in new york is like is real alley cat shit you know what i mean and the first time i rode in new york was when we went to red hook and I had to go back and forth from our place in Brooklyn, which was a few miles away from the from where Red Hook was happening uh-huh. because I was I was uploading photos. So as soon as I got a break, I got on my bike and I smashed across Brooklyn to go upload some shit and then go back home or go back to the race and shoot more photos. And every time I was just remember just dodging left and right, left and right, just people moving out of the way. Were you Cars emulating triple rush in I your was, head? I was. I was <laughs> emulating triple rush. I was em- emulating premium this. rush. <laughs> got this i was cussing at people i didn't know <laughs> you know what i mean i was jumping over potholes i pushed off of this ups truck i felt so sick i was like oh. <laughs> you know? and so, yeah it's a true story oh and, my goodness and so it's just different <laughs> in new york and, oh i did no. fall but that was i felt what was the cause of the fall chopping wheels and making deals no i wasn't oh my goodness stop <laughs> we were, i don't know you remember ronnie <laughs> <laughs> so, Someone's gotta sass me back. I like, I like it. So, she's like this guy. She's like, just stop. Um, no, we were headed to David Tremble's office, and we were gonna interview him. And oh, Ronnie and crash. fucking Shazad took off, and I got caught behind a bus. And then I was smashing, 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 and then my hat flies off. And then I turn around to get my hat, and then as I'm picking it up and turning, I just went doop. And just fell like that. Disclaimer, but, we but weren't going that fast. You were going that fast. You were because you were on your undefeated shit. And so you're just like gone, you know. And you're undefeated, like, yeah, because the bike goes for you. Anyways, it does if you're on a fixed gear bike. It goes for you. And so, yeah, uh, does. And so, yeah, no, I didn't fall for, I didn't get hit. I fell on my own accord. Okay. But it's just different in New York than it is here. You know, what? I, what it is is that. People, I they kind of they they know you're there and they give you your space, but they're still gonna move. Do you see what I'm saying? Here in LA, people will just cut out in front of you. I, I don't feel know about that. you don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I, I think you take your chances. I think after a while, you kind of l- learn the patterns of right. traffic and know how they move. Right. But I wouldn't count on anybody to move out of your way. No, but not, I'm not <laughs> saying moving out of your way. They see you, but they're still going to come in close on you. You know what I mean? Here, like in LA, they'll they're just cut accustomed. you off. They're, they're just going to stop you. A car will stop you. In LA, people don't stop movement. Or in New York, I've noticed people don't really stop movement. They just kind of... But you were also in a, in a place where there was a high number of bicycles at the same time within the same radius. So that... I don't know. 
What type of bikes are you on, Aisha? Uh, I have quite a few Cannondales now. Sweet. Which is pretty sweet. What about fixed gear? Fixed gear Cannondale? Um, I have a custom Mars Cycles. Okay. Um, it's a frame builder who builds out of, well, now he's in Moss Beach, but What's he was building them website? out of Oakland. You know, I don't know if he has a website. Wow. But I know he's at Mars Cycles on Mars Instagram. Cycles. All right. Mars. Where's M-A-R-S. Where's your favorite place to ride all these? awesome bikes like you've ridden in Milan you've ridden in New York you've ridden in NorCal what's your all-time favorite place to ride and describe it for us what do you see it when depends you're on, on the bike okay I, guess. I really I really sorry it's okay it's Siri geez Siri okay um my favorite place to ride see my favorite kind of riding these days since i train and race so much is oh. I just like being on a beater and just going through New York City. Like I was there a few weeks ago and it was just so much fun. I probably put in like 50 to 100 miles in like two to three days, which isn't that hard doing city riding, just going all over. Like I hit, well, I rode in all four bikeable boroughs, but I like visited all five boroughs really? while I was there. But like, I just felt like I had so much independence and freedom. Like, once you leave Manhattan, New York gets pretty spread out. How long does it take you to ride through all boroughs? Like, if you're just chill riding in, like, Brooklyn, from the bottom all the way to the top of, what's the, the what, Harlem? Is that considered a borough? Harlem is a part of Manhattan. Is it? The Bronx is a, a borough. Is that the farthest? Like, the is Bronx that the is, biggest stretch? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the so how long would it take you to do something like that? I don't know. I mean, I... Did that in uh, like during the day's time, but I wasn't like, I'm just gonna stay on my bike until I get to the top of the Bronx. Right, like, right, right, right. I started in Bay Ridge, which is down like right by Staten Island, the Verrazano okay. Bridge, uh-huh. and like kind of like met up with friends and like did stuff along the way. And right. by the end of the night, I was in the Bronx with my friend who. Ooh. Lives lived up there. She just moved out west too. I'm um, just trying to get let people or give an understanding of like um, how, how big long? New York is, you know, compared to because I mean from here to downtown, it's mm, seven miles. No, it's Down- much longer than that. It's like it's at least twenty something miles. I oh, say. really? Yeah. Okay. If not more, follow some Strava people. In because New York. I okay. lived in Clinton Hill, which is right near Bed Stuy. Okay. And my my friend lived in like on like two hundred and twenty something in the Bronx. Okay. And it was like an eighteen mile stretch. Wow. Between okay. the two of us, and I was in like the middle of Brooklyn, like I mm-hmm. wasn't in the south of it. Tell so. us what girls inspire you the most within the cycling world, from local to you know in your own scene to girls in New York, girls at Red Hook, professional UCI women. Who does it for you? Maybe a personal style level, something you like? I am or? so easily inspired, it's ridiculous. It's um, good a good problem so to have. It could be that could be a pretty long list. Um, I think a story that I like to imagine that I relate to well is Evelyn Stevens because she started late, just jumped in, crushed, and then retired this year. Like she started at twenty seven and I started at about twenty six, twenty seven. Um, and she just has this like natural physiology that just made her insane in the sport. Um, she's the, I think she's still the current hour record holder. She just retired. Her last race was in Doha, the team time trial. They won. Like she just, she's had a, she went to the Olympics. She's had a fantastic career. Where is she located? She now lives in um, Marin County, which is just above. No, I think she lives in San Francisco. Right. 
I think she does live in San Francisco. Um, but she started in New York. She was like a Wall Street banker or something, or an investment, something in finance. She did something in finance. And she started racing, um, doing the same clinic that I did, um, and just like was amazing. Like she just crushed it from jump and, and went for it. With the yeah. team time trial, if you have just one strong rider that can make all the difference, because you know, I think well, you're allowed to ditch a couple or lose a couple of riders. Her team had a lot. It was, it was a stacked crazy, team. Crazy <laughs> statistics about it was pretty um, stacked. Tony yeah. Martin. Yeah. He beat several of the team time trial like teams by himself. Like his his forty k or whatever the distance was time trial solo was faster than a couple of the what seven man or eight man or I don't know how many men they started. You got it. You got it. Pretty nuts. Now Aisha. You are on your way to become the first African-American female pro in road cycling. Tell us the trajectory. When do you expect this to happen? And what is your plan of attack? Okay. Um, the trajectory. Okay, so currently I'm a cat too. I've been like inching my way up. Uh, I expect by mid-season this year I'll be a one. I'm like halfway there in points. I so think. what, 30, 35 total? I think it's 35 points, yeah. So um, yeah, like 17 or 20? Something. Somewhere. I don't know. Um, I would recommend, um, put it, sometimes you can put it in early, and uh, especially if you've been crushing a lot lately. Um, I but don't think, I don't, I, I don't imagine that I'm going to have a hard time getting the rest of my yeah. points. I plan on putting the work in in the off season and, and you know, coming out. Like Come I on. did last year. Like I needed, I was a three at the beginning cool. of last year. And sneak attack people in January. Came out, <laughs> did what I needed to do, got mm-hmm. my points. Um, now I'm a two, and I plan on doing the same thing again. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to attack as many of the big stage races as I can be a part of. So um, Cascade, Redlands. Yeah, pretty much. Joe Martin. Joe Martin. Any other big ones? Um, Tulsa, maybe? Well, Tulsa is mostly Criterion. Yeah, depends um, on what you're trying to do. But, um, yeah, just as many of the big road stage races. So I'm... Let, give people uh, an idea of your build just to kind of inspire girls uh, as my far as build what, yeah, like my just like you know, physical as far as a, a muscular sprinter <laughs> what is your height I am five three and a half I oh. hold my half inch very close to the belt <laughs> I need credit pretty, for it pretty deadly on the climbs you know good power to weight ratio and um I'm 130 pounds and there are girls who are like five seven five nine that are like 115 so hmm. I'm a decent climber, but I'm not tiny. Like, yeah. I could probably shed a few pounds and, and you know, improve that. Right. Um, but as far as being a sprinter, I'm, I'm pretty solid. I'm good at sticking to a wheel and staying in a race. Yeah. Um, that's been my, my how, strong point. How do you train? Do you have any specific type of training regimen? You said that you, like, just riding a beater bike through New York. That is know? not how I train. I was gonna, <laughs> that's her favorite thing to do. I was thinking like a beater, like are you trying not that's to get jacked? Is that what it is? It seems like people in New York love riding oh, the beater, beater bikes. Bi- yeah. They love people, it. Well, you, you, wanna, you need to lock it up. Yeah. And locking up my CAD 12 does not sound like a good idea right. unless I don't want it anymore. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I can't imagine living in a place where you just like you need a specific bike to lock it. Right, right, right. I mean, I feel like LA is that. I wouldn't lock in one of my like a road bike outside. It's the neighborhood. It depends on the neighborhood. Right, but what if what if you need to go to a not as wonderful neighborhood Mm -hmm. one day? Like, 
A neighborhood with the elements? Is that what you're saying? A neighborhood with the elements. (laughs) A neighborhood where you might not have your bike when you come back outside. I feel like if you're locking a bike up overnight, you're kind of just asking for it. No matter what it is. I would never do that anyway. But like, it doesn't take that long to steal a bike. You guys want to hear something crazy? Um, I go to USC now for grad school. And they literally send us email alerts telling us like, you need to have like this type of lock because there's people that just go to SE and you see them. Yeah. And they're just like jacking in there. So they're like, hundreds mm, that's going to be my bike. But there's people that's that gonna just, be my bike. like, that's their job to just yeah. jack your bike. And USC has like this bike registration system or like you have to register your bike. Like it's so crazy. But yeah. Yeah. You're right. Even, even there. I mean, look at where USC is. USC is in the hood. South Central all day, every day. And so, of course, <laughs> even I knew kids that I lived in the Valley. I went to Cal State Northridge. Super nice suburb, nice area. But I knew kids that would travel from East L.A. to the Valley to scope bikes to Jack. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? And so. Nothing, I would not lock up. I don't care where I am. I would not <laughs> lock up my, my nice bike outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the question was, yeah. Yeah, the question was training. Like, oh, right. The type of training. The type <laughs> That's of right. You do, so you're getting you know? into peak form. What's a you know, really hard workout you'll do for right maybe two weeks before um, Breadlands, you know, when you get to guest ride this next year? Um, Putting that out there, speaking you into existence. I don't know. I mean, I follow a training plan, and I, I kind of, like, do whatever it says to do. Do you have a coach, or is there something Not you pull off the Not at the moment. Um. I've now had coaches in the past, but yeah, now taking applications. I'm I'm on the hunt for the right person. Right, cool. Um, I how do many, feel like that would be a huge asset for me. How many uh, miles per week would you say you're getting in, or hours? Oh. Well, I've been off seasoning it. That's a verb. Um, I concur. But I when I start again, I think it'll start at like 12 hours and ramp up to like 18, 20 Very nice. a week. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Getting it in. Um, so, yeah, hardest workout, some intervals, or what's something you just crush yourself with to where maybe you, you know it works, but you dread it a little bit? I don't really dread workouts. Come on. You're on a bike, right? Yeah. Because you know it's going to help you. Right. You I know what I mean? I know like, that. Yeah. You like. Man, you know what you're doing. Dude, I'm, I'm going to crush these girls. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, this is this is the ticket. Right, <laughs> that's a good attitude. You're like, I know that I know that feeling. You're working out. I mean, like, it's not going to last any longer than I dread when I'm in mid workout. It's I hate the rain. I really hate the rain. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> that's that's what I dread. I don't mm. dread the the whatever I need to do because huh. I need to do it. Like, so you're doing like timed intervals and you just eat it all up. You love it. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. You feel like you're gonna die, but yeah. at the same time, you're like. Yeah. yeah, right. You got what it, got what it takes. Then. That's good. That's a good attitude. Dude, there's times where, I, like, I dread doing you know four minute intervals at 450 watts or something. No, it Probably sucks. 10. It's like, but it's torture. But you know what it's gonna do for you. You know what it's happy. Yeah. You know, after you're done, you're happy. You, you did it. You have such a strong goal. I don't see anything getting in your way. That's really <laughs> Me what neither. It, that's really what it is. You know what I mean? Like your goal, like trying to be the first pro female african-american cyclist is like so raw and it's so real like it it's you know you're i mean god forbid but they're just gonna have to shoot your legs off please if, don't give anybody yeah, no, any no, no. ideas <laughs> no way that's wrong no, no ideas guys flying in people's eyes Dude, people getting their legs blown off i know I do real that. quick i do that i do that i do that i'm sorry <laughs> 
But um, but I mean, like, I think that's so inspiring. You know, I think it's so important. Most people don't know what they're riding for. Most people, and that's that's real shit. They just kind of ride. They're like, oh, and I want to ride, and that's fine. Like, yeah. I think there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. fun, right? Like, right. I just see this void and I want to fill it. And mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. the type of person where I'm generally very indecisive. Mm-hmm. Like, most small decisions give me like super amounts of anxiety. Right. But every now and again, I'll just have this like thing. Mm-hmm. Like, my first day of college, I was like, I'm gonna go to music. I'm, I'm gonna be a music major. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this. My mom was like, you need to do something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try something else and make sure that's what you want. You didn't tell her that you were trying to be a rap star either. You are like, I just want to play the violin. And she still was like, you need to she do something else. She wasn't against uh-huh. it, but I mean, she's not wrong in that it's a very challenging career to okay. succeed at. Like, it is. But right. it was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I like signed up like I signed up for like classes out of spite and I've never told my mom this so I hope she never hears this but like I signed up for this class called death and afterlife because <laughs> really? I was like the super emo kid and was like I'll tell her mm-hmm. which was super immature like mm-hmm. the dumbest thing I think I stayed in that room for like five minutes it uh-huh. was the most boring five minutes yeah of my life until that point and I was like nope no I walked right on over to the music department That's funny. <laughs> signed myself on up but my point was when I decide i want to do something like i do it yeah to yeah. completion like what do you what do you think are the intangibles you have that are going to allow you to succeed as far rephrase as rephrase that i don't know what that means um meaning like like the x <laughs> the x factor again <laughs> sorry i'm just being a being a fancy white dude in a suit i apologize um like the x factor is something you can't put a finger on it's like they asked Will Smith. They said, what do you have that other people don't? One of my favorite YouTube videos. And he says, if, these, if you get out, how are you going to get back in? You know what I mean? If you get blacklisted from this, and he says, somebody may be fitter than me, better looking than me, more charming Did than me. Did he rap me, this? I'm sexier sorry. than me. Basically, would you like me to rap it? I'm going to no. hit you with the beats. Get, get <laughs> no. the beat, Dean. Drop it. I'm not doing that for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this is another opportunity to say ball so hard. My oh, my God. Okay, all you. right. I did that. I'm so sorry. Will, Thanks, Smith, Will Smith says, if we get on a treadmill together, two things are going to happen. Either you're getting off first or I'm going to die. <laughs> so that would be an intangible. It's just a never say die attitude, a, mm-hmm. a tenacity and a resiliency to where you're going to thrive on through whatever life throws at you. So um, you're obviously sassy. You're driven. You like pushing some buttons on your mom. You know, what are, what are some other intangibles that, that you have that's going to allow you to thrive through this? Uh, Be the first women's African-American pro cyclist. I'm tenacious. I'm pretty stubborn. Um, I think from the day I decided to do this, it was never a question of if I could. Mm -hmm. And I think that, is kind of a turnoff for some people where they're like, oh, she's just so full of herself. Like, she's right. so conceited. And I'm like, well, sometimes you just know. What you just know who you are. You yeah. Know? I don't have any doubt that I can do it. It's a matter you, of if I do or not. You, and I'm going to you know what I think deal with it. It's just it's haters too <laughs> because you have the opportunity to fill a void. Do you see what I'm saying? So they go, oh, damn. You know yeah. what I mean? It is not something that anybody can do it's something a lot of people could do there are other people who could do this i know that i'm not the only one in the world Mm -hmm. who could accomplish this and i have no problems with that but you know what that is also it's just this male dominated world that we live in because that's a very female you know that's that's a thing that a lot of females go through it's like oh well you're just being this well you're just being that but if a dude were to do it it's like 
oh, perfect. Hooray for you. Like, <laughs> oh, he's he's so he's so brave. Like yeah, he's he's so brave for like, you know, I don't sharing think I'm brave. his story. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like I don't I don't I don't think anything of it. And like I feel like sometimes I get a little flack for having so much press and having so much attention and it's like, well, I didn't really ask for it. Haters, like, all haters. That's I didn't I, I did not ask like I never reached out to somebody and was like, write about me in your magazine. Do you have an agent? You, you totally I don't have an agent, she, by the way. You yeah. totally should. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, uh, Don't look at it like this. Uh, and this is something, let's get into this for a, for a second, like for a very brief second. This is something that I've noticed. Um, you know, my background is in journalism and media right now. Uh-huh. I'm working on, my, on a master's in strategic public relations. So this is what I'm telling you. Okay. I'm, I'm, of, I'm opening my ears. A lot yes, of, I'm a lot of these cyclists, a lot of these cyclists, they're literally walking brands, right? But the problem is, is that they don't know how to sell themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's not conceitedness. It's not being arrogant. It's just learning it's it's about framing yourself yeah because it's like you have to like well, at the end of the day you have I've to been like, very deliberate in shaping my own narrative yeah. like i feel like sometimes it gets it like someone tries to steer it in a different direction that it isn't but i've yeah, been very totally. clear about myself my goals my intentions why i'm doing it what i'm doing and that i'm going to do it no yeah totally but but the thing is too like the, the thing that you're doing, I mean, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal to you, but I mean, you're breaking a glass ceiling. No, it's totally a big deal to me. Oh, like, okay. It is a big deal. <laughs> it's not that. It's like, like I'll see people that I know, right? I'll see, like I'll go back home and I'll see my friends and they're like, man, you're doing all this stuff and you're everywhere and press and blah, blah, blah. And I saw you here and there. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but I like in my, like in my head, I'm still like, grinding like right. i'm not i'm not a big deal yet yeah. like right. i feel like what i'm trying to do and what i'm trying to accomplish is huge mm-hmm. and it makes me sad that the fact that i even want to do it is a big deal like yeah. the mere fact that that alone is a big deal the fact that i want to do it like nobody else is you're, you're the first person that's the thing the, and that's insane the first person to do anything <laughs> is a big deal to anybody or a anything. nuisance depends on who you ask it depends on who you ask <laughs> you know what i mean but it, yeah it definitely it could be a nuisance you know what i mean but i honestly it's you're the first person to do it you're you're making it that's even pissing more people off mm-hmm. you're not just talking about oh i you're not people just talking. have blatantly said i hope she fails yeah of course yeah more than one i believe and they're that. gonna keep and it's fine you do you yeah <laughs> if, you, that's, hey, if that's what you need to do you do it that's why i said earlier like you know like blowing your legs off because there are people that think crazy shit like yeah, that there are I people so that are just like, that. like no nobody's gonna do that not nobody, that yeah. like not that yeah, but, <laughs> like of like somebody like there's like the pulling Selena, a Tanya the Harding. Selena factor or the Tanya oh, Harding. Pulling a Tanya Harding. Yeah. She said the Selena factor. Yeah. Oh she was the president of her fan club. Like, who can you trust? Yeah, you can't trust nobody. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what happened with Selena? You don't know. The so- president of her fan club killed her. Man, I don't have a TV. <laughs> Roddy, you're this fucking the, with me. You've never I'm dropping Selena? an F-bomb. Roddy. I didn't, I didn't know who You've killed her. You've never seen dead. Selena. I'm bu- I don't have a TV. I'm buying you Selena the movie for Christmas. Anything for Selena's? <laughs> Listen, we just got back. <laughs> we were just in San Antonio, Texas last weekend, and a couple of Mexican ladies pulled me aside and said, this is the hometown. That's What's crazy, the kind though. of music that it's called? The 
This is the hometown of Tejano music. <laughs> Selena's hometown is here, and blah blah blah. And there, this lady was explaining it to they me, and I was proud. like, I was like, yes, I um, love it because we all remember. You've you never seen Jennifer them? Lopez's. Listen, if Selena never died. Jennifer Lopez would wouldn't not have, have a career. Yeah, she wouldn't wow. exist. That's how serious she would Selena still be a fly is. Girl. Yep. Was she would still be dancing in Living Color. <laughs> so she was, she was a dancer before she was. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie, she sings actress. that song. Late at night when all the world is sleeping. That's Selena. I stay up and okay. think okay. of you. Ooh, ooh. Put me in, Coach Dean. Get him on the chorus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Look up, it's such a just good song. wherever you're going after this, Ronnie. Just go on Pandora and Seriously. put in Selena. Right. That's wherever it. you're going, you're killing that's me right it. now, Where are you man. Going tonight, son? I'm going to the my point house is, after this. people <laughs> can be really crazy, like just uh-huh. as passionate as I am about accomplishing this goal. Right? There could be somebody who their switch flips and they decide they're passionate enough to stop me. Yeah, and I don't need that. That's true. <laughs> there are some crazy ass people out there, you know. But honestly, man, I I think that not. I think I know you're on such a good trajectory right now, and you have such a good attitude about it. And you know, you know what I mean. You know, um, you know there are haters out there. There's some people that try to pretend like they don't exist. If I exist. have haters, I'm doing something right. You're doing something amazing. You know what I mean. That's why you're like, you know, if if. You didn't want to say anything bad or... or, or I don't think there's a need to. Right, 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 right. I really don't think I need to. No, like, no. Um, T- tell me this. What are things that you need in order to make this dream happen that maybe you're lacking? Is it sponsorship support? Um, money? Fun <laughs> people. That's the hardest part. I still have to work like most women yeah. who are mm-hmm. professionals. Um, Heck, like most, most men that are road... Like, I'm pretty sure I could go hire a coach tomorrow if I had lots and lots of money. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have bills to pay. I still have student loans. Yeah. And there's the argument was like, why are you doing this if you're not in the position? Like, I'm taking. Have people told you that? Oh, life's for people living. People say whatever comes to their little Fuck them. brains. How did, like, they just, well, why are you doing this then? Like, you know, like, come on. Really? I'm taking my time. I'm right. doing what I need to do. But if, if there was something I need, that would be it. Like, I have made sure that everything that I do, like sponsorship wise, or support wise, I try and put myself in the position where it's mutual. Like I right. don't want anyone to own me. I don't right. want to have to owe anybody anything more than I want to owe them. Right. I already owe student loans enough. I don't need right. <laughs> like, I don't name. need to be in like social debt also. Like mm-hmm. I am grateful for all the support that I've gotten, but mm-hmm. I also know that um, <coughs> I am currently in a position where if a company does want to sponsor me, I can offer them something in return. And that's, you know, that's what I seek. I think most Um, great things have been accomplished by people that didn't have the finances to do so. Exactly. And I think as a cyclist... There's always going to be an excuse, right? Yeah. I think as a cyclist, you become very, very good at living a very simple life Mm because your fun is outdoors. Outdoors is free. You know, a little hashtag shout out and you learn what you need and what you want and be able to differentiate between those two and just um, live in a simple life to where you're not buying frivolous things so you can continue to tra- chase your dream. Yeah. I mean, it also helps that I have a very supportive husband who's willing to make sacrifices you're married? with me. Yeah. Yep. Is that your husband right That's there? That's my husband right there. Oh, shit. How come nobody said anything? I didn't know that it, Let's no get one this man knew. on a microphone. <laughs> that is so That is so crazy. That is... Why is that crazy? I don't know. I didn't know. You know, I thought that was just your homie, straight up. Like, So, when I was in New York a few weeks ago, one of my friends was like, yeah, people are always asking me, like, is she really married? 
Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Really? <laughs> and oh. like on like it. on like some creep status. I get it. Like, yeah, that's why I was like, oh. Like mm, how but how married mm, are we talk like yeah. come on now? <laughs> how long you guys been married? Um one year. Oh wow. Yeah. That's cool. As of celebrating August. Your, celebrating your anniversary with August. us. That's cool. Yeah. Now before we wrap up, um, do you have any advice that you can give to women out there? You know, in regards to cycling, in regards to just trying to figure out how to accomplish their goals and trying to figure out just how to get themselves involved in this male-dominated sport. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like there are so many communities growing right now with women, like initiatives and just groups. Like, I when I moved to New York, I joined We Bike NYC, and mm-hmm. I think that was a huge turning point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I found women who empowered me and like I didn't feel like I've never been I don't know where I'm going with this but I think what I'm trying to say is that I felt like I could do things like I felt like I could take a chance and succeed like I was trusted with an opportunity to um, help grow this organization and I took it and it worked out really well, and then I had this confidence that I didn't have before mm-hmm. that led to wanting to try other things. Um, I guess it should be said that We Bike NYC um, is an organization in New York where they um, have women participate in these rides in clinics, so that's how I got to the track. Cool. Um, I had other women to go with, mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot of people that are like, you don't need to do, you can do it by yourself. Like, that's great. But it's also nice to have you need other people, people yeah. to be there with you to laugh mm-hmm. and and cry or right. whatever you right. need. And just that, like, find other women. They're out there. Like, use the internet. It's a wonderful place. Social media. Right. Um, women cycling. I'm sure there's a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Black girls do bike. Like, mm-hmm. just... Is and, that your hashtag? <laughs> black girls do bike? No, there's, there's black girls do bike. That's a thing. That's not me. Yo, I gotta look that what? up. What? You don't know about Black Girls nope. Do Bike? Never heard of it. Dean just lost There's six like, hours of his evening tonight. Yeah. There are chapters like in every city. It's like blown up. They're huge. Wow. Yeah. But okay. like, there's, I, for every city, I'm sure there's some women group that you can find. And you don't even have to stay there forever. Mm-hmm. It could be like a starting point, but right. it helps to make friends. You might grow out of it, whatever. But that, I think, was a huge part of me being willing to take these chances and take these risks i never felt like i was doing it alone right like even now i i have such a wonderful support system Mm -hmm. so whenever i get too much into my head i can like yeah get talked down right right (laughs) before we let you go i wanted to wonder when it does get dark and you you are feeling you know self-doubt or the haters are you know, on the megaphones, haters. yelling outside your window. <laughs> I hope she um, fails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some mantras you tell yourself? You know, I've I've got you know my own personal ones. What are some of yours? Uh, my my new favorite quote for myself is uh, "Turn your fear into fire." Like mm. this, like the idea that fear and excitement are the exact same emotion. So you just have to lie to yourself and tell yourself that you're excited and not afraid. <laughs> mm. Um, but I think the thing Mm. that keeps me going more than anything is that I feel like it's already done. Like it's not, again, it's not a question of if I will become, it's like when I'm going to, like, I'm going to do it. So I just got to keep going. Like I've had setbacks, things have happened, but 
I'm I'm still breathing. So you're, right. you're inevitable. <laughs> right. I like to yeah. say. I think yeah, it's, a, it's in, it's inevitable at this point. I'm going to I'm going un- unless somebody jumps out the woodworks and gets there first. Which hooray for them. But there's a 16 year old girl, black girl right now that's just like I'm gonna get this her. girl. <laughs> yeah. if, even if I'm not yeah. the first, if right. that does happen, I'm still going to become a professional. Of course. Like yeah, it's that no. that part. You're on the right track. Science you'll deliver. You're on the right it's track. It's going to and, happen. And just, I mean, whoever comes out of the woodwork, great. The more the merrier. Yeah, the not, more the merrier. I'm not yeah. mad about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More, more black women. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah. yeah. Somebody once uh, said to Jimmy Fallon, they were working together and they were intimidated by him. And he went over his head to the superior and said, yeah, I don't want to hire this guy. He's not the right guy. He just doesn't have the right look. And he had him on his show after Jimmy Fallon you know, has his own show. And he said... He told him about that, and he's like, I threw you under the bus. I did you dirty. And he said, but you know what? I knew in my heart of hearts that you were inevitable. You were inevitably going to become Jimmy Fallon. No one could ever stop you from becoming you know, the Jimmy Fallonist version of of yourself to the world. So I'd like to extend that to you. (laughs) I'd like to extend that to you, and you're you're inevitable. This is going to happen. So thanks for your time, girl. I appreciate having you on. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And this is is for you, Ronnie. Is it Selena? It is Selena. <laughs> well, Selena. I can feel How already. have you never heard a song? I've probably heard it. I just never sung it. You don't dream of me at night, no? No. <laughs> he will now. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for tuning into the Cyclecast. You can find us on iTunes or cyclefeed.xyz. And uh, if you guys could, please feel free to review us on iTunes. We want to be noticed by Apple. And we really appreciate the support that you guys have given us in Texas and all around. And even having Aisha here, she's been somebody in the works that we've been talking about for a long time. And... From our mouth to God's ear, she's right here in our studio. And, and so we couldn't do this without you. We couldn't do this without Selena. And uh, we wanted to thank everybody here. And so with that being said, <laughs> thank you for tuning into the Cyclecast and Quahetti. Thrive on.